0: On this wonderful morning, we welcome you to St. Patrick's Parish. According to the Old Testament law, leprosy renders a person not only contagiously diseased, but ritually unclean. So lepers had to stand off far away. The Greek word they used in their anguished cry to Jesus was it means, have mercy. We use that phrase in English today at the beginning of Mass. Our Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christe eleison. Okay? And it's good for us to identify ourselves with this leper because what Jesus did for him is a sign of foreshadowing what he's done for all of us and was doing for all of us. St. Paul said to the Corinthians, and I quote, you've been washed clean, you've been sanctified, washed clean in baptism, sanctified in confirmation. Most of us, when we were much younger, were reminded that when we wanted something, there were two magic words that we had to remember to use. And you know them, please and thank you. And of course, we all knew what to say, but sometimes we would forget to use those words. So we were prompted. What they were teaching us is an attitude of gratitude. In the gospel today, the miraculous healing of the ten lepers happens at a distance. It was similar to the healing of the servant of the centurion. He didn't allow our Lord to come to his house. He said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but just say the word, and that will be healed. My servant will be healed. The same way here, our Lord... He didn't touch the lepers. He didn't even raise his hand. He simply instructed them to go to the priest, to show yourselves to the priest. You see, at the time of our Lord, a priest had a great amount of power. Once a priest judged a person as unclean, i.e. having leprosy, That person was cut off from society, from his family, from everything. He could not work. He could not have a business. Basically, lepers were reduced to begging until they could go to the priest and show that they were restored. And then the priest, exercising his judgment, would no longer see them unclean, and would allow them to rejoin society. And that's the reason Jesus told these lepers to go show yourselves to the priest. I don't want to get too legalistic, but basically what the Lord was telling him is, you go get a certificate of cleanliness from the priest, indicating that they're free of the disease of leprosy. And as these lepers were following his instructions, we learn from the gospel today that they were cleansed of their disease. And as they moved further along, they were healed as they obeyed Jesus' instructions. And he gave them much more than they asked for. They really weren't asking to be healed. They were asking for a handout, but he gave them much more than that because they followed his instructions. And the same is true with with us. If our Lord God asks us to do anything, no matter how small, let's do it because we may well be the beneficiaries of much more than we've ever dared to ask our Lord for. For example, if you're a parent, we know that parenting teaches us to give our lives to others in frequent doses of time, talent, energy, hopes, and tears. Or if we have an addiction, group members will give us the benefit of their wisdom their support, and their helping hands one day at a time. Or when we suffer the death of a loved one, we have our families, usually, and friends and parishioners here at St. Pat's to assist us, to support us, until we can see that light at the end of the tunnel. Now most of us have never directly encountered leprosy, but the skin deformations caused by leprosy cause people to look repugnant. And that was the case with lepers. And during His Passion on the Cross, many people looked upon Christ as being repugnant indeed saint thérèse of lisieux called him a leper because of what was occurring to him the sacrifices he was making on the cross and her prayer is so telling and i'm going to quote it i worship thy divine face once it shone with the beauty and sweetness of the divinity now for my sake it has become The face of a leper. The face of a leper. And that salvation from Jesus on the cross flows to us in a humble way, many different humble ways. And God chooses the way for us. In the first reading today, we hear about Naaman, the army commander of the king of Ammon, who came to Israel to be cured by Elisha. He had leprosy, and he was cured when Elisha said, go into the Jordan seven times. Fortunately, he followed those instructions and was cured of leprosy. And Jesus' salvation touches us just as he touched Naaman as we are immersed in the waters of baptism. But were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine, asked Jesus. Probably the other nine were in a rush to get to the priest to authenticate their healing so they could get back to their families, to their villages, to their livelihoods. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a perfectly natural thing. And most of us would be wanted to do that too. But they forgot who healed them, who cleansed them. They were like children, young children, on their birthday or at Christmas when they get that gift, and they're so excited about it and the excitement of getting that gift of a new dress or a toy, a new toy or a new gadget, so excited that they forget who gave them the gift. And isn't that true of us many times when we receive blessings on a daily basis? We forget who the giver of that gift is. And if we forget the giver, we miss miss the best part of the gift. We forget that blessings come from God first. In other words, they're the blessings of God before they become our achievements. But in today's gospel, one of the 10, realizing that he had been healed, returned, glorifying God, and falling on his knees, and he was a Samaritan. The language used by Luke in this gospel is so very interesting that I'm going to suggest when you get the opportunity to reread this portion of the Gospel from Luke, because in it, he uses three different words to describe the condition of the lepers. First we read that the ten, as they were going, were cleansed. Then one of the Samaritans realized that he had been healed, returned. And then our Lord told the Samaritan who returned, stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. So that Samaritan went from being cleansed to being healed to being saved. And to be saved is ultimately a spiritual experience. It's indeed an experience of believing and receiving the gift of God's favor. And the key to all of this is gratitude expressed by that Samaritan for us today in the gospel. This is not a parable. This is what actually happened. And God does so much for us Yet many times, we don't realize that. We're so caught up with it and get accustomed to it that we don't appreciate it. Sometimes Christians don't even say grace before meals, even though they're going to have this feast in just a minute or two later, much less offer thanks for the blessings that they receive in our lives. We know that it's similar to a little boy who received an orange from a man, and the mother said, what are you going to tell the the nice man? The little boy thought for a while, and he took the orange and gave it back to the man and said, please peel it. And isn't that like us? We get a blessing and then we just start giving instructions. There's that old saying, actions speak louder than words. And that's what gratitude does. It expresses for us. And it reminds us that Christianity is not a spectator sport. We have to get involved. We have to live it. We have to be able... Be willing to speak out and express our gratitude, among other things. Giving thanks, expressing gratitude, is a learned action. Contrast that with, say, laughing when you're happy, or crying when you're sad, are natural reactions. But saying. Please and thank you in expressing gratitude are learned actions, learned expressions. In a few moments, we'll be entering the liturgy of the Eucharist. And the word Eucharist means to give thanks. We thank God for all he's done and is doing for us. We thank God for all the prayers that have been answered in the way we asked for, and for all those prayers that were answered in a different way, that were for the best for us. I'm going to suggest to each of you, my dear brothers and sisters, that you take a minute or two today and think back over your lives for those wonderful blessings that you've received and pick out one of the the best blessings that you have and thank our Lord God for that blessing Amen? Amen God love you